This is CliffCentral.com. I tell you what's also coming. It is Anthea on the finance. Now, Anthea is the most prep person here. She mm. arrives on a Monday. She's got all her notes looking ready for a big week ahead. Excited to have her in studio. Excited because work. <laughs> ah, Gord, give her the headphones. God, this is terrible. I don't know these things. I've never trying to run a good radio show here. Yeah, says the Oku's not <laughs> not getting the radio show to work. Speaking of technicalities, we now have um, real technicians, engineer people in studio right now who are solving our, to fix. solving our issues. So in theory, we are going out to podcast. So those people listening yes. in podcast, theoretically, should this actually work, will be not aware of the fact that our live listeners are getting zero output. I know, I know. It makes no sense. And for some of you are saying, well, why are you telling me this? It doesn't affect me. Yes. I, I get that. That's why. That, but this for the, for the benefit of those podcast listeners, this is what we're muttering about. This is like herding cats. I know. I have two cats. This is 10 times worth. Anthea, hi. Hi. How was your weekend? Why are you not on? Sorry. Anthea, good morning, Bench. Oh, there we go. Anthea. <laughs> I had a very good weekend, thank you. How was yours? Uh, Anthea, my weekend was, was actually pretty good. All things considered, it was a whole lot better than my Monday morning, which oh, is <laughs> becoming evidently clear to anybody in proximity to me. Oh, dear. Shall we just carry on, regardless? Yeah. Anthea, yes. We, we need a touch of professionalism here, and uh, you being here is a sight for sore eyes. So where shall we start? With Friday's market? Yeah. Friday was month and quarter end, by the way. The market was flying on Friday, up three and a half percent, three and a quarter percent, which basically was all the gains for the month of June. So really, we had a terrible flat month. Mm -hmm. Last week was actually pretty rubbish, generally speaking. But then Friday was great. So I guess it's all good. The rand still volatile as ever, 13.72 to the US dollar. And for those of our colleagues and friends who are in London, 18.10 to the pound. (laughs) Don't forget, petrol's going up on Wednesday. It's currently... It's currently very expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Again. Yep. It's going up by two rand, I believe. They're adding yeah. an extra A to lank expensive. That's what they do. It was lank, lank. expensive, then it was lank expensive. Now it's lank expensive. Well, no surprise really with the rand so weak and oil. Brent crude is now $78 a barrel. So of course petrol will go up. Shit, and I was about to buy a barrel of Brent crude. <laughs> Puts it out of budget to, to refine and put in your car uh, and put have, in your electric car. Tell handy. me. <laughs> All right, some good news. Um, the employment stats for South Africa came out last week. So non-farm payrolls in our case was up zero point six percent. Hooray! Yeah, fifty-six thousand jobs were created in the first quarter. Oh, I know what those are: extra waiters for World Cup matches at bars. Mm. Oh, you might have a point. <laughs> it's the World Cup. You've all got to shift those kegs and serve those wings. Um, okay. Winglets, false <laughs> advertising, man. I almost don't want to say the next sentence. <laughs> the largest quarterly jobs gains were registered in community services and construction. Why mm. don't you want to and say that? Because that dispels uh, Ben's theory. Oh, it's fine. I've got, Anthea, I'm not winning today. You can destroy it all you want. If there was ever a day to take on Ben, I am. Yeah, I'm just happy it's a point zero six or something. Okay, some bad news though. Growth in compensations, so gross earnings, so your pay packet decreased by three point four percent quarter on quarter. Yes, it did. Did it feel? I. I <laughs> well, I'm backing you up. Okay, I'm going with that. <laughs> 
Um, except in business services. Um, so, yeah, all yep. sectors. I'm not in that. Business. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. We need to talk about Steinoff because this is a movie playing out in front of us. What's happening now? Yeah. So, first of all, the founder of Techie Town, uh, Brown Van Hastien, walked out a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, the CEO, COO, CIO, and a hundred other top managers walked out. So basically, Techie Town's falling apart. Wow. On top of that, Brown Van Hastien, who's the founder, has said he's going to start another Techie Town. So T2, he's calling it. Very original. Um, but the public are not going to know what that's like. Like, they're going to, See it on the side of the road. Ooh, a T2. Let's go there. Yeah, he's got some marketing to do huh? yeah. if he's going to do it. Um, he is suing um, Steinoff, basically, because he's saying that they misled him because they paid him. When they bought Techie Town, they paid him in Steinoff shares, which are now 97% worth less than when yeah, he that's, got them. T2 would be an improvement for me, though, because I literally cannot shop at Techie Town because it's called Techie Town. Techie. It's an E. That's yeah, like even... <laughs> It's even worse. Oh, just just leave Anthea alone now. You just. No, I'm you with him on this. I'm, no, I'm saying I can't bear it. I'm like I can't bring myself to shop there because of that name. So T, I'll go to T2 and buy a pair of sneakers. In none so. of the 368 stores. Can you believe that? She's lucky. Oh, they are fairly ubiquitous though. Mm, it's quite amazing. And on top of that, Bram van Hastien, the, the founder, owns some of the properties and is now giving Techie Town notification on those properties. So basically, he's going to try and put them out of business. Why is he doing that? Because when and what Steinoff about the people that work there, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. a real this issue. Is, this I is a suspect, movie wouldn't happen. But <laughs> I if, suspect he's just going to employ them in T two yeah, now. I would hope wow. so because if he owns the property and he's giving the tacky town bloody notice that they're not going to be able to use to 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 rent there, then immediately just change the sign and hire the same people. I would hope and take on the same stock. Yeah, mm. hope so. And then Christo Visser sold another 3.9 billion rands worth of ShopRite shares last week at 2 rand 10. The share was trading at about 2.27, traded down to 2.24. Um, yeah, so Visser making good on his promise to liquidate his assets so that he could pay some debts, clearly. Uh, this placement really was out of one of his investment holding co- companies called Titan Premier Investments, but he has previously sold 4.2 billion rands worth of shares in his personal name. Life's tough when you're a I'm, billionaire. Yeah, I'm no mathlete, but it sounded like he liquidated a couple of billion there. And, uh, Wow, like, yep. I've so, got, I'm going to give some of my billions, like, geez, billions. So he liquidated 2% of his ShopRite shares. He still earns 13%. Yes. Sure. Now, <laughs> now you're doing the maths, right? Six times 3.9 or 4 billion. There you go. That's what he still got left in ShopRite shares. Wow. Yes. Like. <laughs> okay. Those are problems I want. Mm, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Steinoff finally reported on Friday, 20 minutes before the market closed, which is a bit cheeky because obviously no one has a chance to read the results. And so they can't react on them. But I suspect things will happen this morning. Um, so basically, I mean, I don't even know where to start. There's so much about these things. I think the most important thing is that last year, March, they reported an operating profit of 903 million euros. This year, they reported an operating loss of 168 million euros. That's a billion euros down the drain in a year. The other most bizarre thing about this, actually, is that do you, do you know what preference shares are? Mm-hmm. So, so there's shares so, or normal shares in a company. You go, you buy shares. The share goes up and down. You sell it, hopefully, buy it low, sell it high. 
preference, and if the company declares a dividend, they'll pay you a cash or a share dividend every year or twice a year. Preference shares means that you have a right on the debt or the cash of the business before ordinary shareholders. So you get a preferential pref share dividend. Um, they don't have to declare a dividend, but for some bizarre reason on Friday, Steinoff declared a pref share dividend of 4 and 27, which is, which makes it even crazier because the share was suspended last year sometime. If you are short pref shares, because you know you can go long, as in buy the shares, and go short, as in borrow and sell them, even though you don't own them. You knew wow. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Pref shares, selling short, buying long, short. It's <laughs> um, outrageous. <laughs> yeah, outrageous. So if you are short uh, Steinoff pref shares, the problem is when you're short is that you actually have to pay the dividend in lieu of the company that has declared it. And because the shares were suspended, you can't actually trade them. So even if you wanted to do buy back those shares, you couldn't. Because don't forget, you'd sold them, so you need to buy them back. So it sounds like shady vibes is what you're telling us. Yeah, it's not cool. Eh? It's it's just not cool, actually, to declare a pref share dividend on a share that's suspended and not trading. But Anthony, you often allude back to the whole Steinoff story, and you give us great updates about the inner workings of all these things. But Marcus, you're still like, still, what is to become of him? Like, I still can't quite join the dots as to where, how, how is it, so, where is this guy? Yeah, uh, yeah. so I believe he's been spotted in Plet <laughs> um, and Argentina selling his horses. Um, I, I don't actually know what he's doing. What I do think is happening behind the scenes is that the German authorities are investigating everything that's going on at the moment, and they've been waiting for these results. So Heather Son, who stepped in as the chair, said on Friday that they've realized that there are, I think the number was 600 and, I don't know, 600, call it 50 million euros worth of transactions that weren't recognized on the books before. Um, and the authorities are basically sitting there going, let me understand what is going on with this company, what this man has done, and then chances are he'll go to jail. Uh, he has to wow. go to jail. He has to. And this is like proper jail, like Henry from Badar jail. Mm, depends on where he gets... Um, Prosecuted. Thank you. Prosecuted. And I think at this stage it's Germany, so. Yeah, um, because when, like, when you have a lot of money, jail's a very relative thing. Like, there's, like you say, there's jail and there's jail, right? Mm. Mm. So rich people jail can often mean like. Yeah. Corporate jail. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they'll probably cut down on the number of satellite TV channels he can get. Yeah, like a great blank vibe. We'll build a gym and then like, I'll just chill. <laughs> Anyway, he'll he'll be in jail. He won't be able to ride those polo horses. Um, Brian Joffe, another great South African businessman, building Long for Life. Remember them? They listed yep. last year, mm. raised two billion rand. Super. Brian Joffe's bought some more. He's this time he's bought Rage um, retail shoe and clothing store. Paid three point nine billion rand for it. Um, which he, of course, I've told you that he only raised two billion rand when he listed. He will settle this through a combination of shares and cash from his internal resources and bank debt. Um, so basically, he's sticking to his word, building a lifestyle-focused investment holding company because he previously bought Holdsport, sporting goods distributor, and he also owns Sorbet. 
Believe it or not, and I did not know this, there are 555 Rage stores across the country. and wow. they are pl- I know. That's even bigger than Techie Town. And they're planning to roll out another 90. No. There you go. Cheapers. I was going to ask because I've, I've seen the Rage stores and I've kind of followed the Rage story. Uh, so it was started by investment? husband and wife, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, it's weird because like Topshop and all of those shops are closing. I wonder what Rage is doing right that their shops have stayed open for so long. And that Brian Joffe is paying four billion rand for them. Right. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about. Let's talk about fast fashion very quickly. H and M reported last week as well. Mm-hmm. Profits down a third. So shocking news. Sales down sixty percent. A third. Uh huh. Wow. Think about this. Sales down 60%, which means inventory's up. H&M apparently are sitting on the biggest amount of inventory they've ever had, unsold inventory they've ever had in their entire life. Four billion dollars. So watch out for the H&M sales because they need to get rid of that inventory. Sorry, four billion dollars. That, that's global, right? Yeah, but it's like sitting in warehouses, unsold, right. okay. last seasons. <laughs> that's a lot of like, T-shirts and stuff. Yeah. So apparently they started. Um, oh God, you really sales. on it today? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like in terms of physical storage, Jeez. you said it's in their warehouse. Like, I'm thinking in terms of like, wow. If you think about four billion in unsold Dollars. stock of clothing, and the fact that they've got to put it somewhere, like that's a. Mur- it's not like little small objects that the warehousing on clothes is hectic. Shh, leave me alone. <laughs> it's also a potential fire waiting to happen. Yeah. Oh dear. And shit goes out of fashion, so like And and in fact that that is their problem is and that was Mr. Price's problem two years ago, is that when they buy the wrong fashion, they don't sell it and it just sits there, then what do you do? So H and M has said they're going to have huge sales and they may even sell clothing in 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 countries where they don't currently operate. And uh, some donations, hopefully, if they can't move that stuff. Well, it becomes like a semi perishable good really. Hmm. And it's, it's got also a already life. very cheap compared to the Zaras of this world. H&M is like Mr. Price, but called H&M. All right. Yeah. At the end, what else we got? And then lastly, yes. Old Mutual is continuing with their con- conscious decoupling or uncoupling or whatever you call it. That just sounds like what 60-year-olds do. <laughs> well, what's the name? What's the the very famous actress and her musician boyfriend? Madonna? Or husband? No, was it not Gwyneth? That's it. Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you very much. Conscious decoupling. Anyway, they've sold off Quilter, which is a UK wealth manager, and it's spun out of Old Mutual and listed separately. And then Old Mutual came back in its original form as an insurance business, which was born in South Africa 173 years ago, to list back on the JSE. And they are now planning to sell down their... They're 54% stake in Nedbank to 19.9%. And if you're wondering why 19.9% is because then they don't have to reflect it on their balance sheet. I mean, the regulations. But yeah, so Old Mutual basically, after 173 years of building up this company, they're now breaking it down into smaller parts. And that's me for today. All right, Anthea, thank you very much. Action-packed money shot there for Anthea's uh, podcast, of course, all the other stuff that she does. You can go to cliffcentral.com. And find her her show page. Anthea, thanks very much. This is cliffcentral.com.